Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I was talking with my kids the other day and we started talking about some of the happenings of just being around camps at times. Things don't always work out as smoothly as you hope they would. And we started talking about some of the things we remembered. A couple of them have to do with just being careful when there's a lot of rain. Many of us have been camping in the rain. Learning how to get by in it is an important thing. One of the things I remember once was my daughter and son-in-law, Carrie and Ben, and their kids were with us on a family camping trip one weekend. As everyone got set up, they had a place that looked really pretty nice, and their tent was set on it, and everybody was pretty happy until that night it started to rain like you could not believe. Rain was just pouring down in buckets. I remember a couple of the families packed up in the middle of the night, just shoved everything in their car, and they left. It was so bad. The next morning, Ann and I got up out of our tent, and we were fairly dry. We were pretty happy with things, and we looked over to where Carrie and Ben and their kids were in their tent, and we both just moaned and started laughing because with all the rain and everything and the place they had picked, it was kind of down in kind of a low spot, and it had been kind of grassy and nice and Rain had followed that course, and they actually had a little river running underneath their tent. Not really a river, but run off from the water going underneath their tent, and inside they were all pretty wet. I shouldn't be laughing, but it was funny to look at. We were on a backpack trip in Colorado up on the Wimenooch, and it was a group of kids from New Jersey here. We had gone out where I used to do a lot of backpacking, and it was a great trip, as all those trips were, going up from the Wimenooch and then all the way up the Pine River, eventually up to the window, spending a lot of time just in that country. The last night, as we were coming down and trying to get ready to go to make a good hike the last day, we got to the Wimenooch Creek where the old sheep bridge used to be. There's no bridge there now. The All the maps call it the sheep bridge. And it was starting to get rough. And from that point on, I know that there's not another camping spot for probably another two miles. And everybody was just worn out. And so I did something that we really shouldn't do, but we did. We camped and made a spot there right by the trail. Now, we didn't impede the trail in case somebody wanted to come by. Nobody did, so it was no problem. But we were all set up in our various tents. It was a nice campground except for the trail right there. We got in a little bit of fishing right there, I remember. And I showed them how to cook the fish we caught just making a grill with willows and cooking over the fire. One of the best ways to cook fresh trout, I think. But then that night, it started to rain. And everybody had tried to prepare. 
we had tarps that we always carry with us and one of the tents it was all girls in that tent and they spread everything out very carefully to get ready for what we knew was going to be rain the next morning we got up and it was still drizzling a little bit at that time those girls got out of their tent and they were soaked. Their sleeping bags were soaked. It was a miserable night for them. Everybody else had, had a little bit of rain, except uh, my son, Ben, and I. We were in one little two-man tent. I have a lot of experience in that, and the spot where we were was really dry. In fact, as we started taking down camp and getting ready to go, we very decidedly pointed out where our tent had been and where the ground was still dry where we were. Well, the other tent with girls was not. And we were trying to figure out why did they get so wet? And we looked and suddenly realized they had taken the tarp that we usually put underneath the tent and very carefully stretched it out beyond the base of the tent so that as the rain was coming down, it was just collecting there in that tent. All that water was just going right underneath the tent and then soaking into everything. We did enjoy that laugh. There was another one with a lot of rain at one of our wilderness camps in New Jersey. It was one of our younger camps. And so the campers were like fourth grade to sixth grade. And we were down in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. The Pine Barrens are a very unique part of New Jersey. And in fact, I'm told that it is the only place in the world that is exactly like that. There's a lot of really neat things. There's a lot of sand while you're there and small pines and lots of other things. And we were camping at a place called Hawken Bridge Campground, got everything all set up and the rain came and boy did the rain come it just came down in buckets i remember that some of the campers were so wet and cold they got into the big bus that we had at the time and that's where they spent the night next morning we got up and looked around and, and everybody looked like drowned rats they were so wet and we got a good fire going so they could get warm one of the tents was a great big old canvas wall tent with a great big porch on it. That porch was completely full of water, probably four inches of water because of where it had been placed kind of down in a low spot. That whole tent was just sopping wet. One of the funniest things that morning, I looked over to where my son Tom was with his friends, and there were five of them, maybe six, I know five for sure, all crowded into one little two-man tent, setting kind of up on top of a, a little hill there, and so the rain wasn't quite as bad. I'm sure they got wet from the water coming through the tent, but it was absolutely hilarious to see them, five little boys crammed together in one little tent, trying to stay dry and trying to stay warm. Some of the adventures of rain on a camping trip, 
If you haven't experienced it, keep camping, you will. And if you have experienced it because you've been camping a lot, you know that there are a lot of things you need to do in order to prepare for the rain. It's just one of the hazards of camping out. Whenever you're camping, most people like to have a nice fire and it is a good thing to have. I've been on some backpack trips where there was a fire ban and so we weren't able to have open fires. And I'm very thankful for little stoves that we could use. Today they have some really nice ones, but it's still not quite the same as sitting around a campfire at night, having your nice cup of hot tea, telling stories, and sitting around just a little burner that's burning isn't quite the same. One time my friend Jim and I were out camping and we decided we were going to make a fire. And so we got a lot of rocks and made a nice little fire ring with all the fire and everything. And we were near a stream. We, I guess, had probably been told to be careful about river rock, but I don't know that we ever had. And if so, we didn't really pay attention. So we had this really nice fire ring made and we had a nice fire going. And all of a sudden, just a huge explosion and rocks flying everywhere. It was the first I'd ever really known about what happens with river rocks and they get too hot. Very often they have some sort of moisture in them and that heat from the fire gets that to start steaming and they will actually explode. And it can be pretty dangerous. That first one that I saw, I know that Jim and I both ducked out of the way and then started looking for pieces of rock and it was almost, almost like shrapnel had gone flying out there. We learned that time, don't use those nice, smooth, round rocks that we find there close to the water. Jim and I did a lot more camping down through the years, and I don't think we ever did that again. I know I've done it at least one other time by accident on one of our trips up in Colorado. And again, hearing the rock explode and seeing it do that, Makes you be very, very careful. And so, yeah, it's a warning. It is a hazard of camping. When you're near water, especially, be careful what rocks you use for your fire ring. I was at another place up in Colorado, up past the place where we were ranching at the time, up towards Man Peak. And a friend and I, Dave and I, were out archery hunting. We didn't do any good, but we were out there and we stopped at a place and we were going to cook our lunch or maybe it was dinner time I don't remember and so we made a nice fire ring and we have things going and we're cooking our meal and suddenly we realized the rocks are on fire that's right the rocks were on fire that area of Colorado has a lot of oil shale and we had taken some nice good pieces of rock that happened to be oil shale and built a nice fire ring and those rocks have enough oil in them to catch fire. We were amazed at that. And actually, it was a little bit hard to put out. So in the future, we had to be careful what rocks we use there. You don't want to use oil shale if you can keep from it. On our trips in Colorado, we did many, many backpacking trips down over the years. I learned a lot, and I was supposed to lead the groups carefully and well, and for the most part, I did. 
there was one time when we had a group of kids and they had all gotten their feet wet crossing, I think it was the Pine River where we were, as we got ready for our evening. We got tents set up, had a nice fire made, actually I think a couple of fires for cooking because it was a large enough group. I had warned everybody, don't put your boots by the fire to dry them out. We were told and we taught very often when you have good boots like we had, and that was back before Gore-Tex or anything like that, uh, good leather boots, wear them dry. That's the best way to do it. It's not always comfortable, but it's the best for the boot, and it's the best way to dry them out. If you have a nice pair of good dry socks, it helps out, and you wear them around, just let just your natural heat dry them out. But there were a couple of kids who thought they knew better, and I wasn't paying as close attention, I suppose, as I should have. And suddenly I look over there, and there they have their boots sitting like right up almost to the fire. I think one of them actually had them on a stick, roasting, like he was roasting his boot over the fire. The others had their boots right by the fire. And I told them, oh, guys, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, that's really not good for those boots. And they, they took them away. They listened to that point, but the damage had been done. Fortunately, we only had about another day, a uh, day and a half on the trail. But the rest of that time, they had to wear their other boots. We always, not boots, other shoes. We always had people bring just a little sort of tennis shoe or something to wear around the camp when when we threw packing for the day they had ruined their boots they were the leather was cracking the soles were coming off it it was really a sad thing they had tried to roast them over the fire tried to get them dried out quickly that way and it just didn't work there was another time that there were some other people it, it's seems like it was almost the same place and they were doing that with their socks and again i told them i i wouldn't put socks too close to that fire i think i would just hang them on a little line away from the fire and just let them dry out but there were a couple of people who thought they knew better and they put their socks some of them like right by the fire some of them kind of hung a kind of a line over the top of their fire and you know what happened before you know it, none of the socks caught on fire, but they got so hot and then so dry, they were brittle. You pick them up and they actually sometimes would fall apart in your hand almost because they had been dried the wrong way. Fires are a great thing. And when you're out camping, it's always fun to have one. It's always easy to cook over them and have all of that. But you have to be careful because some of the hazards of a fire can be the river rock or trying to dry things way too quickly. Of course, one of the good uses of a fire is to cook your food, whatever you have. And Anne was telling me and reminding me of when she was a counselor at Word of Life up in New York. She had to take some of her campers one week on an overnight uh, little camping trip. There wasn't always that much preparation 
And so they got the food. They gave Anne and her co-counselor the food that they were supposed to have. And everybody got a good sleeping bag. And they went up, I believe, to Pharaoh Lake and set up camp and got everything going. And Anne had some experience with camping. She had grown up with a family that they did quite a bit of camping as they traveled in different places. And so she knew some of what to do. Her co-counselor, I don't think at the time, knew much of anything. And the girls that were her campers knew nothing. And as they started getting ready, they had the food that they were supposed to have. And she didn't remember what they had. But one of the packs was cornbread. They were supposed to make cornbread. And she had no idea how to do that. They got the fire going. All they had was a skillet and the cornbread. And so they mixed the cornbread into a skillet and tried to cook it over the fire. It did not work as well as you might expect. <laughs> and says it was sort of like cornbread soup. <laughs> Everybody tried to eat it and it was not very good. Tom was telling me also about uh, when he was on a trip with me uh, on the Wimanooch, and it was a group of kids, again, that were enjoying the time. A friend of his, Joanna, she's a friend of all of us, my Tom's wife's sister now, actually, actually is, is who she is. They were in the same food group, and they decided they would save time. We were using mostly all freeze-dried food. One of them, whether it was Tom, Tom says it wasn't him. Some say it was Joanna. She says probably might have been her. They decided to save time, and they combined all the freeze-dried food from that meal. So I'm not sure what it was. It may have been some vegetables. It may have been some sort of pasta. It may have been some noodles uh, from soup. I don't know what all it may have been. And they just combined it all, all into one, thinking that that would just all cook together. Well, if you've done freeze-dried food, you know that it takes different amount of times for things to really cook with the hot water, whatever the case with them. It turned out to be absolutely horrible. And they still remember that as one of the worst possible meals that they could have ever had. There's hazards of cooking on an open fire. If you don't know what you're doing, if you try to make shortcuts, sometimes you wind up with something that's not very good. Well, there's lots more hazards with camping and we'll do some more at another time. This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I'll see you next time.